1: This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on
2: WEEI.
3: Second hour of Late Night here on WEEI. It's KJ. Thank you so much for spending your Monday night with us. 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. Especially the text line right now because just announced the second annual Wrestle Madness here on WEEI. We do it late night. This year, who's got the best microphone promo skills? And the top seeds are Ric Flair, The Rock, CM Punk, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right now, we're in the Flair bracket where he's going up against Seth Rollins. And, uh, hey, thank you so much. The texts are flying in so far. Uh, in fact, read some of the texts that have come in, Justin. Well, we'll start with with just
4: an overarching point that Ric yes. Flair is... Is blowing it out right now. It's not It's not even close. See Seth if,
3: Rollins is good, though, man. He's really good on the
4: mic. We'll see if Rollins has a comeback in him, but it is not close at all right now. And KJ, a, a texture from the 617 is not too happy with you. Where was Hulk Hogan?
3: Hulk Hogan is one of the 16. So here's how it works this will lead all the way towards WrestleMania and in through March Madness. So that's why you have WrestleMania. So this goes on for the entire March, month of March, brother. So there's your Hogan. That was yeah. pretty impressive. That's a pretty, like, I used to, oh, man, I used to do so many wrestling impressions. Like, I used to do this guy named Buzz Sawyer, man. Man dog, Buzz Sawyer, tell me fire rich. Oh, yeah, I could do them. I could do a lot
4: of them. And this one from the 617, I hope Jericho and Paul Heyman made the
3: 16. Jericho is in there, and he's got a nice seating, and in fact, you'll be shocked who he goes up against in the first round. Wrestle Madness, best promo skills This thing is awesome. Awesome. We'll determine who the winner is between Flair and Seth Rollins at the end of tonight's show. Uh, Still to come at 1120. Uh, We've got to release some of this negative Kyrie Irving energy in the city and throughout New England. So we will do the Kyrie Irving unblocking chant. So we're going to open up some chakras. Ah, net suck. See, it's real easy to do. Major League Baseball sat down again yesterday and whether you think they're serious about getting things done yet i i can't say that they're at that point yet i'm of the firm belief that the owners in general now let me let me say that again i think the owners especially looking out for the smaller guys are willing to eat some of the front end games so that way people will be part of all of the games towards the end of the season so imagine if you're one of these mid-market teams and everybody's excited. Uh, it, opening day sold out, beer sales galore. People are hanging out. They even stay through the first series. By series four, yeah. it's like <laughs> I've got too many parcels of popcorn, sir. There's there's not enough people here. There's too many. There's not enough people here to sell all this stuff to. So you would want to catch them on the end, and that's why you hear the the talk of the 14-game playoffs where people are like, well, what's the point of 162 games? I'm like, well, I'm trying to tell you. Some owners are like, what a, what's the point of, like, the first 40? That's how some of them are thinking. They're losing so much money. And so you can't say, well, you know, find an owner that cares about baseball and sell the teams. Like, it still doesn't change the fact of people coming to the games. You know, because you can't have it both ways. You can't say, spend money on players and be like, they make too much money. Like, you can't have it both ways. So here's three things they came to accords. One is the pitch clock. Now, anybody who's played baseball at a high level will tell you, like, how do you kind of get around things? You know, like you used to be able to hold your foot outside of the uh, the the uh, the fair the foul line to keep a man at first so that way you get closer down so you can get the pitcher to throw the ball closer to the bag, slap the tag down easy, just a little inside baseball, no, no pun intended. But the pitch clock, I think, is supposed to be 14 seconds, and if a runner's on first, it's 19 seconds. And my question would be, if at second ninth, at second 18, if he just randomly throws to first, does it reset the pitch clock? You know what I mean, Justin? Like, like, all right, he's got two seconds to deliver. He's got a man on first. I just real quick soft toss over the first, reset the clock. Like, is there a penalty for that? That that's something you need to know because that's going to be one of the first things. That are broken through. The next thing, and I'm trying to, and, and here's the thing with pitch clock. I'll say this: if there's going to be a pitch clock, then there needs to be a batter's box clock too, right? So, like, if the pitcher's ready in 14 seconds, but the batter isn't, is the pitcher, is the pitcher penalized? Like, what? Is, how does that work for the batter? You know, because my goodness, you're talking about like guys who are up there with a full armor knight of of metal on them. My goodness, like and glove, and glove, shoe, shoe. It used to just be like kick the dirt out of your shoes like you reset your feet in the box. Now it's like a whole production. I don't think, I, my thing is, I hear people say the length of the game is the problem, but when I first started playing wiffle ball in third grade, the rule was we're going to play three innings uh, or we're going to play for 60 minutes. Well, if you do the math, three times three is nine, so it's always been a three-hour game for the most part, give or take so I've never been the one who's like, hey, the game is too long. The game is what it is. Now, what I think problems exist in the game is there are no more 20-game winners. you got too many specialists. you got more people coming to the mound, leaving the mound, going back to the mound. It, it Just the construct of the game in terms of, like, over-specialization versus making a guy sweat it out. Like, they try to make it where, like, now you bring a relief pitcher in, they just can't pitch the one guy and take him out. Okay, that that's advancement, but psh, I, I like to see like a six-inning minimum. <laughs> you know, I have like a two-drink minimum when you go something? Six-inning minimum. You're a starter. You're going six innings. Or 100 pitches. Whichever comes first, you got to do both. Maybe that's something you can say, well, we're not going to do that. That's going to affect people's arms. So what? We need 20-game winners back. The next part, and I get it. At first, I was like, what's the deal about a bigger base? But then when you start hearing who cries about it, you're like, okay. Because let's just face it, pitchers' moves to first, they don't even have one. Like John Lester's. (laughs) John Lester had like the worst move to first because that was indicative of nobody stealing bases. So nobody's really being coached on how to have an effective throw over to first to keep a runner close because the runner's not going anywhere. So you make the bases bigger, you might encourage more stolen bases. Now, (laughs) I don't like the big gulp size. I don't like... I'm just trying to fathom how you make bases bigger um, with that post still being in the same spot. Like, you know, like that 90, where you get to 90 feet and the post is in the ground. Like, how do you make that base bigger and what does that really do? It helps steal some bases. Okay, I get it. But My favorite is a ban on the shift. Thank you, Jesus. Here's why. Last hour, I was talking about how social media has people feeling like, well, what about isms and stuff like that and everything. So if, if I hear Joey Gallo joke about it a lot, but if 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 the entire infield is all shifted to the right, where your third baseman is standing behind second for the most part, and three other, you got five guys in the outfield, and you're going to tell some guy, well, you should just bunt it. I don't know if you noticed, but the fatter part of the bat is out that way. So if I'm up there to hit the ball, I'm not there to bunt the ball. And if I'm there to bunt the ball, no, no, field your position. Always said it like I don't know, Justin. When you go to ball games, do you still score games? Um, Me and my buddy do it often. Actually, we see we still love baseball, so we do it. Yes, right. So the whole idea is. There's a reason why a guy has the number five associated with him because he's over at third. There's a reason why a guy who has a number three to him, right? Now, when it comes to shifting outfields, that's always been part of the game because if you've got a ball comes off the bat different from off a lefty than it does a righty depending on who's standing in the box and so forth and everything and angles. So, you know, if you have a big shift in the outfield, well, then that's advantageous to the batter, right? Like, hey, you hit it down the line, Someone's got to run over down to the left field line to go get it. That's 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 okay. But if the third baseman is over by second, like how do you how does the five how does a five play to the left of the four? I, I don't I've never gotten that. And so by banning the shift, baseball is saying, look, we need to make this game move. If there's a base hit up the middle, go find yourself an Ozzy Smith. You, you know, <laughs> water your dirt down some more if that's what you need to do. But my goodness, where you are starting to put guys five deep in the outfield. That's ridiculous. That's not the game of baseball. That's that's the game of analytics. Now, I think what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to start seeing these teams that heavily depend on analytics start to really fall by the wayside like Oakland A's. Because these are the ones of Tampa. These are the ones that are setting the pace for spend no money and hope for the best results. Miami's another case like my good you're paying nothing but you're just we're just gonna make this this guy this guy does great when the weather is between 48 and 49 degrees hitting left-handed with a sunny breeze coming from the right side and he's had two bagels for his breakfast put him in like are you kidding? you know there's so much psychosomatic stuff that goes into baseball it has nothing to do with numbers like I've always said like have you factored in like who was hitting before them? And who's hitting behind them? What time of day was it? Did you see, you know, did, was he arguing with his wife in the tunnel before the game? All those things matter more so than numbers. All right, talking Major League Baseball, 617 779 7937 7. Joe in Rhode Island. Thanks for calling late
2: night. Hey, how are we doing, boys? Good, Joe, uh, thanks. Just calling in here, just talking about the holdout. So uh, I'm, I'm a casual, you know, baseball fan. You know, grew yeah. up playing my whole life, uh, New England through and through. Um, but the whole thing, you know, I haven't been paying attention to the lockout too closely. But it, it especially as a New England fan, like, I really caught the wave last year, you know, uh, with the playoffs and all that. I know not every organization can relate to that. But I think there was a slight, like, kind of revitalization of uh, baseball In America last year, at least in terms of viewership. Um, And I just think this whole lockout, like I'm saying, I don't know the details, but it just seems like they're shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, I I know they got to make their money where they can, but this whole thing was like people barely watching baseball as it is. Why are they going to, when you knock games off the schedule, how is this helping anybody?
3: Joe, Um, thanks for the
2: point. And uh, on a side note, Watching college baseball the last couple days. Wow, I got to say that's really refreshing. It's a different kind of game. Um, you just see the kids got a lot more to play for. You don't see anybody dogging out fly balls. It's really refreshing. You know, it's called a
3: scholarship in a dorm. You don't really
2: room. see that on yeah. the MLB anymore. Uh, <laughs> Joe, thanks for the call. Yeah. The uh, have a good one, boys.
3: You too, man. Thanks. Yeah. Justin, you may not know this, or I may have told you this. Uh, I was a major league prospect in high school. Really for baseball? Yes.
4: I'm just finding this out now. Of all the times we've talked, KJ, this is the first I'm hearing.
3: Yeah, because why do I wear that on my belt buckle? I was being looked at by the San Diego Padres and the Montreal Expos in the late 80s. I love the game. Love it. I mean, I've even coached Little League. Like, (laughs) I walked away from the game because I wanted to go to college. And I saw and learned of and learned from people who played in their minor leagues, and that was their life and sometimes politics plays politics plays into that that's why I got into radio right <laughs> anything more political than this All right but it hurts me to see a game that i love and the game that i felt like first loved me baseball was the sport that i decided to take up when i was kind of being chided for being good at soccer oh, there's no money in soccer <laughs> you'd be playing basketball I was like could we be more stereotypical, Uncle Dave? You know. So I was like, "Well, I'm going to go play baseball," and loved it. You know why I loved it? Because I sucked at it very, at the very beginning, like horrible. But by the end of the season, I was like most improved. Then for those who played travel, I was like 14 playing 90 foot, 90 foot bases, 60 feet. Man. Were you like a foot pitcher
4: foot out. or an outfield? Like what? I were was you? a right field, right, right fielder. fielder. Yeah.
3: So like just the whole dynamic of knowing. Like when you shoot, when you, oh, there's no better feeling than shooting that cannon from right field for someone who's thinking they're going to go from first to third. And what's beautiful is on right behind the mound, you have the most open space. And the way I threw it, my ball tailed to the right. So I would always aim towards the mound, one hop it right to the third baseman, put it right in his chest like it was a plate of pancakes for breakfast.
4: And looking at you right here, you look like a power hitter.
3: Well, that's why I stopped playing. I was a gaps hitter. So like me, I was like a Tony Gwynn. Uh, I like Ruben Sierra, how he approached the game. Julio Franco, Don Mattingly, Keith Hernandez, Wade Boggs. These were all people that like I would look to be. But then some things started to enter the game at that time, and I'm 6'4", and I'm like, I want to hit doubles. They're like, yeah, we want you to hit this right over here. Jose's got you covered sickle that is. I didn't want to make it seem like it was any type of stereotypical thing I was saying. So I went off to college. In fact, when I got to college, like the baseball coach was like, I heard you were here. Like, Why didn't you come? I was like, I'm here to go to college. Not a tough decision I made because I wouldn't have met my wife and I wouldn't have my children that I have. I wouldn't have the career I have now. So, But yeah, absolutely no regrets. But when it comes to the game of baseball, there's a love affair that people who can tell you, especially those who have played in a competitive way, like summer's like, had water on the knee at like 13 playing tournament games, man. Loved it. But they're not going to get it together until beginning of March. I mean, beginning of May. All right, coming up, the Celtics were so impressive yesterday that you have to ask the question, is Jason Tatum now first-team all-NBA forward at the expense of Kevin Durant? Plus, we unblock a bad chakra here in New England called Kyrie Irving. That's next, but right now it's time to trend.
0: Marloni and Fourier. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's What's
1: Trending on WEEI.
4: Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The NFL announced today that Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley has been suspended indefinitely for at least the 2022 season for betting on NFL games. The NFL says the activity took place during a five-day period in late November of 2021. While Ridley was not with the team and was away from the facility, Ridley placed parlay bets that included the Falcons, but the investigation determined there was no involvement from any team, players, players or personnel the 27 year old can file for reinstatement in february of 2023 the patriots have released starting linebacker kyle van noy van noy played 81 percent of snaps this season for the pats the release creates just under five million dollars in cap space the bruins fell to the kings three to two tonight the kings forced overtime with a game time goal with just 26 seconds remaining in the third period and they put the bruins to bed in overtime the bees are back on the ice thursday as they play host to the chicago blackhawks Jason Tatum and Carl Anthony Towns have been named the NBA Players of the Week for Week 20. Tatum and the Celtics return back to the floor on Wednesday night as they take on the Hornets in Charlotte. And according to Evan Drellich, Major League Baseball and its Players Association met today and are planning to meet again tomorrow. Drellich adds the MLB has suggested Tuesday as a deadline for a 162-game season and for the players to get full full pay. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Late Night with KJ coming up next.
1: W.E.E.I. Late Night on Boston Sports Original
2: W.E.E.I.
3: Yeah, late night W.E.E.I. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us whether you're riding around or just hanging out appreciate you 617-779-7937 the text line 37937 don't forget to get your votes in for our opening match in Wrestle Madness 2022 best microphone promo skills the number 1 seed Rick Flair against the number 4 seed Seth Rollins we will reveal the results and the winner tonight before we get off the air here right before midnight all right uh Wayne in South Boston wants to talk about Brady and uh so you're on the air go ahead I've been waiting for your call
2: what's going on Mark? listen What is killing the National Football League, baseball, hockey? What is killing all these sports? Do you know what it is?
3: Dave, tell
2: me. Oh greed that's what everybody in america wants remember that that's what these people don't understand especially the sports people they want more and more and 780 million is not enough they want 989 million now so they can show people that i'm the boss that's what's going on in this country with thanks sports.
3: dave yeah i know his name was wayne but he called me Mark, so
2: i forgot to call him dave
3: yeah, you know, it's funny how people call someone greedy until $3 million at your door. <laughs> really? So I've just never been one to try and look in other people's pockets. I've just understood if they're willing to pay it, take it. As I've said and used the comparison here before, I've been using it now for two years. Michael Jordan is worth a billion dollars. He puts down a million dollars on the betting table it's like a millionaire losing 68 dollars and 58 cents it's not the same so yeah i don't call it greed it's just the numbers that are in front of them and i never hear anyone say oh wow well, the, the networks are dumb for paying them all that money no they 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 make money on the backside man you should see how much a commercial goes for it. when it's not the super bowl they get that cut too I'm not mad at them at all, any of them. Baseball, it'd be a bit different if you're in a clubhouse and 10 guys are making minimum salary and there's the guy over there getting 8000000 million. You're like, how do we scratch up his car? <laughs> how do we get him? That can cause divisions, right? That's where baseball has some issues right there is that you have too many guys on the cheap and like a couple of guys living on the top of the hill. Like... I just wanted to get some fast food for my family after the game. Here's a couple of bucks, kid. Thanks for leading off. Sorry. The Celtics yesterday. Just absolutely fascinating game. 126-120 over Brooklyn. And this is the best version of the Brooklyn team that they really have available to them. Uh, the, the the story just came down that Ben Simmons will not be playing in the Philadelphia game. Surprise, surprise. Justin, did I say he was going to play? You did, and Woj confirmed it yesterday on the pregame. Yeah. I See, I'm not one of those type of people that I said it first. That kills me on social media. I said it first. You also
4: <laughs> did say, if I'm not mistaken, that he would miraculously feel better after. Yeah. And somehow on Thursday, he's going to be too
3: injured to play. But next week, it's not going to be a problem. He's he's ready to rock and roll, right? Again, look, we have to walk on eggshells a little bit discussing things regarding mental health. But I will say this regarding Ben Simmons. Like, if your mental health is at stake, why would you sit in the middle of all that? Like, either don't go to that at all because that's the story. Ben Simmons won't play, but he'll be on the bench sitting on the sidelines. Like, why would you not just stay away? That would be a health day for you. Then it would clearly go into the narrative. But you just want to sit there and kind of make faces at people, you know? I think it's a different era. We're in. But yesterday's version of the Nets is the best version that they're really going to have available to them for an extended period of time. They had Kyrie. Kevin Durant, it was the second game back after injury. And look, in a game where Kevin Durant has 37 points, it didn't even matter. It didn't matter at all. And everything that I've said about Jason Tatum, he, he put on display. 14 for 17 for free throws, 16 for 30 from the field, 8 for 15 from three. So my philosophy is, look, if you're hitting them, keep taking them. If you're missing them, stop taking them. But who I really have to take my hat off to is Jalen Brown. I was not expecting him to be in that game. But I believe the energy that that team had after that Memphis game, knowing that Jalen Brown went down with five minutes in and the way his ankle was twisted. If you told me he was going to be out for a full week, I would say, yeah, it makes sense to me. That was Pretty nasty looking. But a game-time decision to, to, to hitting a key three-pointer towards the end of that game is why the whole league knows what I've been saying all along. If you got two guys on your team that can drop 40 on any given night, most teams don't have that. They don't. That can run. They've got legs. They're amazing. Here's Tatum after the game saying, this is a lot of fun. It's fun the way we play it. Um, Obviously, we've been on a good stretch. Um, Everybody's been healthy, and uh, we're just having fun competing. You know, it wasn't always pretty today, but, you know, everybody contributed, and we just figured it out. Those are the best wins. You just figure it out, find a way to win, however, you know, whatever it takes, and that's what we did. This is a team, and that's all you could ask for. When you know that you have two budding superstars, and I would say Jason Tatum is all the petals on the flower are showing in terms of a superstar. Yes, it is. I don't know what Nick Wright was saying – You know, it's funny when I see a little bit of kind of the WWE ish of sports talk when you're like, oh, well, just because something good in Boston happens, it doesn't mean it's really good. Like, look, he's a superstar. He's not yet a superstar. Like, okay, yeah. Who's a superstar? It's on the Lakers right now. LeBron and who? Westbrook is a superstar. Glass Joe AD is a superstar right now. Come on. You could almost make the argument that Jason Tatum is making his way onto first-team All-NBA, kind of at the expense of Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant's been injured. Tatum, second in points in the league, second, only behind DeMar DeRozan. I would have never thought that, would you have? That only DeMar DeRozan has scored more points than Jason Tatum? Wow. Unbelievable. Kevin Durant, 25th in points in the league. So you may have made the argument that, like, okay, when it comes to forward, the forward position, let's just say Giannis is going to be the power forward. Who's going to be the other forward on All-NBA? I'd say DeMar DeRozan's in that conversation. Jason Tatum's in that conversation. LeBron James isn't in that conversation, not this season, nope. I'm just, I'm just, just Julius Randall, and you talk about regression. I mean, there's a real argument here that Jason Tatum is first team all NBA this year, at the expense of Kevin Durant being injured and the Nets being horrible this year. But back to Jalen Brown, the guy missed half of the games after about 25 games. Uh, his name was the one being brought up in terms of like, you know, hey, does Philadelphia want him? Maybe before Dane Lillard got hurt, his name was coming up in the Lillard trades. But it said a lot for him to come back from that injury on Thursday into Sunday, and here is him talking about him making that move.
2: Jan, we haven't had a chance to see you since uh, you obviously got hurt on Tuesday. Um, What was kind of going through your head when you went down, and what have the last few days been like getting ready to play today? I've just
0: been filling it out. You know, we got a good medical staff, so just trying to, you know, got the scans, everything checked out. Um, some of the pain uh, started to subside, swelling went down, so um, I thought I could tolerate tonight and it held up pretty good.
3: Held up very good. And so now you have a team that I believe for the month of March could go 13 and 4. 13 and 3 maybe. I think it's 13 and 4 I had in the eyes of March. Get themselves to the 4 seed. And just kind of watch the war of attrition happen with some other teams. It's gonna be fast. It's gonna be a fascinating Eastern Conference final, uh, Eastern Conference playoffs this year. Oh. But there's a piece of me that feels like, oh, one more person on this on the on the bench has to step up in whatever they do. Is it, is it, do we need to see more Daniel Tice on the defensive end where you can get some good defensive stops because he was active in the game yesterday? even though you hadn't seen him that much since the Philadelphia game when he first showed up after the parade. You know, Al Horford, he is showing incredible burst of energy right when it's needed. I mean, to see Al Horford still getting blocks, you're like, what? Nice. They're playing as a team, and I've, I've always been a fan of saying, I would rather see a team go through adversity and grow through it then to seem to have everything made for them, beds made, meals prepared, just living the lavish lifestyle, and then suddenly adversity hits, and they're like, oh, God, what do we do? That's the Lakers. Justin, I have a bit waiting on deck called Trade LeBron. There was like 12 different scenarios, because I seriously think that the Lakers don't see LeBron as part of their culture. Don't
4: it might we'll even let take do. longer than that for the rebuild they might need they might oh, need I, to sell the farm for lebron
3: well but you know what here's the thing some some they'll get some good tractors they'll get some some good soybean back <laughs> like they'll, they'll they'll someone will send them nitrogen in a bottle to put in the soil <laughs> hey i did go to north carolina agricultural and technical college state university well college as before it became state university and you know a little. That's why we're called the Aggies. We know agriculture a little bit. But yeah, I I can see the Lakers saying, "See you. You're not part of. You're not part of this fabric, really. You're not. You're you're kind of an outsider." Or meanwhile, the Celtics have a chance to really build themselves up as a team. Let me play the Kyrie Irving cut because this became the conversation yesterday. Justin hit that cut.
2: No, I think it's going to be like that. Well, I know it's going to be like that for the rest of my career coming in here. So, um, you know, it's like the scoring girlfriend, you know, just wants an explanation on why I left, but still hoping for, you know, a text back. And I'm just like, it's fun while it lasted. You know, the reality is that I'm just grateful for my time here in Boston. Still have lasting relationships in, in our league. You know, I was with these guys when they were pups. You know, when JT was just got drafted, JB was in his second year, you know, I I just have a mutual respect for them and uh, you know, coming back in this, in this environment, we know what it is. I just got to lock in on the mission, stay focused and uh, you know, not try to have too many conversations with the fans on the side when they call me out of my name.
3: You know, hearing that back again, and I've heard it probably four or five times now you hear something different every time. And what I hear is Kyrie's kind of frustrated that, you know, who I thought his real nemesis was, and I discussed this last year, was that he had an issue with Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge isn't there. And I think he's a bit jealous seeing that these guys are putting it together when last year was a mess. And it just drives him crazy. And then nothing was thrown at him yesterday. Nothing. People just said Kyrie sucks. (laughs) I mean, he's not the first person told that that's ever stepped into a game against the Celtics. Get over yourself. But then when he starts saying the the jilted ex-girlfriend who doesn't get a text back. Well, yeah, you ghosted. But things turned out okay. But as a person who likes to think forward, and I just believe that New England has to do this and will do this tonight because, you know, I don't know what Kyrie was burning I guess they call it Sage. I, it was really trash. That's what he was really walking around with because it was absolute trash. I present the Kyrie Irving energy unblocking chant for New England. Hit my chant music, Justin. This is a chant for Celtics fans to release the negative Kyrie Irving energy. The Nets suck. Kyrie, no vaccination, part-time participation. Katie starting to have some reservation. Childish screamer like Coach K is. Kyrie is the Duke of Selfishness. Still see your legs crossed as the seas lose the playoffs. Burning your sage. Turns out that you really just jacked. Terry Rozier should still be here. Kyrie's killing Brooklyn. We all know. Playing Toronto tournament bound versus Toronto, Canada. You can't go. <clears throat> refocus <clears throat> James Harden ran to Philadelphia for freedom Kyrie and Simmons at the Barclays you can't even see them I feel it blowing out already you feel, do you feel it releasing Justin the angst
4: this is the therapy I didn't know I
3: needed <sighs> breathe in through your nose and out your mouth because this chant is for the Kyrie Irving energy to unblock so right here in Boston, we'll sit back and watch as the Orlando Magic becomes your final stop. Um... An end scene. Look, sometimes you just have to transmeditate yourself to a higher plane when dealing with Kyrie Irvin's mess. Because that's what he's trying to do is play head games. So what I just did for New England is just freed your mind. Right? Kyrie is Kyrie is about to probably lose Kevin Durant. James Harden already took off. You think Kevin Durant's gonna stick around for this dog and pony show of hey, I'll play, I play Wednesday this week and Friday next week. You think he came here for that? You think he rehabbed from an Achilles and then go through more injuries to come back to just do this by himself? If I'm Kevin Durant, I am livid that Kyrie. Is all in this old? Like after after yesterday's game, the conversation out of Kyrie's mouth should have been, "We need to get better." I'm hoping to get on the court more. Kevin is back. I'm here. We're waiting for Ben. But guess what? Ben Simmons is not coming. (laughs) He's in another wild, another world. And so, be yesterday was a great day for the franchise. For the morale for the fans. To get that Kyrie Irving sucks chant off at the end of the game. Oh, that, that, that's, that, I would, I put that in the chant. Just absolutely beautiful yesterday. All right, we wrap up here. WEEI late night with KJ. We go through some of the voting results and reveal who has won our opening match in Wrestle Madness 2022. Plus... The, this interesting conversation that happened on the Greg Hill show about the Celtics that made me go huh? That's next here on WEEI. WEEI late night
1: on WEEI. Boston Sports Original.
0: I, I think that may got them to buy into the pet, uh Excuse me, wow, Emotional. the pecking order pe- of oh, the pecking order, right? I, okay. And I think that you now start to see that they know there was a play yesterday in the game where uh Marcus Smart had an opportunity to shoot a uh, three pointer in the corner and he really, gets
4: he, he passes yeah. it,
0: yeah. Then he de- then he ultimately gets back the next possession and shoots an air ball. <laughs> but I think what it they're seeing is the pecking order is now Tatum Brown. And then kind of everybody else is falling into their roles. And I and I think that might be the biggest thing that is Ime got them to buy into that. Well, Shine brought this up earlier. I think it's a good point. They're playing, they're playing defense. They're playing more yeah. defense now. I include Tatum in that.
1: And I owe I owe him somewhat of an apology. I still don't think he's the alpha that Wiggy thinks he is. He's a he's a, a beta, but uh maybe he's enough of an alpha to lead this team.
3: So what you saying, Greg Hill, Wiggy. Greg Hill show weekday, 6 a.m. here on WEI. It's KJ late night, getting ready to wrap things up in minutes. We will announce the winner of the opening match of Wrestle Madness. best microphone promo skills. What What were they saying? Like, okay. To think that – I'm going to address Greg. To think that Jason Tatum is not the alpha, that's crazy. Like, this is the guy who's going – like, my wife's favorite potato chips – are the ones with Jason Tatum on the cover. That, that's a clue that you might be the alpha. That that might be a clue. I just don't think that Jalen and Jason look at each other as like, I'm the alpha and you're the beta. I, I think they're almost kind of like, whoever needs to be the omega that night will be the omega. Whoever needs to be the alpha that night will be the alpha that night. But it's Jason Tatum's team. I, I think I would say that. The other part is, and I'm kind of giggling to myself, is, boy, people are backstepping and moonwalking over this whole Tatum stuff. I know Keish had to Keith had to say that he was a believer. All these people ah, Tatum's horribly selfish. Okay, I was wrong. It's so Boston. <laughs> I hate him, I hate him. I love him so much. How many catches did Wiggy have in the in the snow game? Was it ten? Something like that, Justin? I'm actually gonna pull it up. I it was double digits, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, like, that guy is still eating and drinking at bars off of something from 20 years ago. Like, kudos. That's the way you do it. You know, at one time, Wiggy and I used to be on opposing morning shows here in the city, and now we're together. It's amazing how wrestling works, right? The Greg Hill show, 610 here on WEEI. Yeah. It was 10 so, for Wiggy. 10 10, 10, 10, 10 in the snow game, right? Like, sit up at any bar he wants to, all through New England. Let me tell you about catch number four. <laughs> and he still got six more to tell you. Like, you know, like you do 99 bottles of beer in the wall. You could do like 10 catches from Wiggy in that game and get drunk off of it. I wouldn't recommend that, but that's a very good drinking game right there. But, yeah, I, yeah, Greg, yeah, Jason Tatum is an alpha. He's not a beta. I, I What a backhanded way to say, you know, I, I probably should apologize a little bit. Just apologize. That's all. Not hard. All right, the Bruins lost today, but look, they still won seven of nine. Um, lost the game, like right,
4: uh, twenty seven seconds away from it. Uh,
3: you know, you almost and 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 what, what what's crazy with situations like that is you get it to overtime, and you know that your opponent has spent so much just to try and win the game. That's when you kind of catch them sleep them. But you know those games, you know, I think I think the Kings were kind of like you know we just lost seven nothing to these guys. If we lose. Like it would hurt even more to lose 3 2 if they were the ones that ended up losing 3-2 after after being blown out 7 0 the last time they played each other last week. So hopefully the Bruins get that winning streak going back Thursday against the Blackhawks, horrible team. Coyotes, horrible team with no home. <laughs> like these are the teams you gotta beat. I, I give it to the Kings. They're not the worst team in the world. They're not a bottom feeding team in the West. They're still in competing for playoff spots. But the Blackhawks are not. And and gosh, the Coyotes are just, you know, please, Father, can you keep the doors open at the college campus so we can skate? So Thursday and Saturday, I, I think that's a couple of double. Uh, I think you get two in, a, you got two in a row before you go on the road again. So the Bruins, I think, are in a really good spot. I think it's just a matter of uh, what they'll do uh, when it comes time to start dealing people. All right. It's now time for the big reveal. So before I get into it, what Wrestle Madness is? We started it last year when I was here, and because uh, this is my second year here, and the idea was instead of just saying who's the greatest wrestler of all time, I mean it's <laughs> it's a lot of wrestlers. <laughs> How do you forget Superstar Billy Graham? You know, this is just 16 wrestlers, and this year it's the best microphone promo skills. Your number one seeds are The Rock, Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and CM Punk. Tonight, Ric Flair took on Seth Rollins. Tonight's winner in the opening match of WrestleMania 2022 is... Give it to me, Justin. I dressed myself
0: with $100
3: pleading flags. Who made this coat? Hugo Boss, Armani,
0: you set it up broke hell. My life just started, Jack. You keep your mouth shut, I'm going to slap your face. on Space Mountain, you'll be like this. And now, you and I are living the ride right? just fine. Get stealing. We're Son of a gun. Son of a gun. Girls, I'm going to be available anywhere you see my name on the marquee, and you can ride Space Mountain all night long for if you're 18 years old or over. Woo! I walked down that aisle, I take care of it. Who
3: is always Rick, Rick Flair. Wasn't even close, Justin. Blowout City. Blowout. Look, Seth Rollins is good on the mic, but someone's got to be the four seed. Against Woo! the over against the overall number one Rick Flair. So I know people wonder: like, where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so? So listen to some of the names, listen to the names that are in the best microphone promo skills. Wrestle Madness 2022. I'm not going to give you the seeds, but I will tell you there's an incredible matchup tomorrow night. So here's some of the names. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Dusty Rhodes, Hulk Hogan, The Miz, The New Day, Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero, John Cena, CM Punk, Chris Jericho, uh, Macho Man Savage, Daniel Bryan, Scott Hall, The Rock. Wow. One of those guys is going to be crowned. Best microphone promo skills. And Ric Flair won the opening match tonight. Got a favorite there, Justin? I Look, you have the you have the uh, entire grid in front of you, right?
4: I do, but a personal favorite one that I would like to see win, Shawn Michaels. I always loved the Heartbreak Kid. Or Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> he was another one. I loved yeah. it.
3: I lie, I cheat, I steal, which is, I mean, when you think about like, oh my gosh, how did they get away with doing that stuff? Yeah.
4: Like thinking about it, looking back at it, like I was like, Under 10 years old, listening to Eddie Eddie Guerrero. I lie, I cheat, I steal, like great morals to to file my life on here.
3: And welcome to our business. This is what what we kind of do. And I'm totally kidding. But WrestleMadness 2022, get ready. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, how do I release the bracket for people to fill out? What do you think is the best way to do it, Justin?
4: Uh, Well, I think, Calvin, uh, I think Calvin Ridley taught us a lesson here that we do it via social media. That's the best way to well, do it, right? Well, but
3: then again, you never, you, but then again, yeah. Okay, so at KJ Carson, right after the show, I will release the bracket, a copy of it that you'll be able to look at. Um, and you can fill them out, but also, already know that Ric Flair has won his opening match. And that will also let you know who is in our 2-3 match tomorrow night here on Wrestle Madness on WEEI Late Night. Man, so just a recap for tonight, Calvin Ridley. What an what an incredible story. But I kind of tied it to the Robbie Anderson story about the Patriots being interested in him yesterday. Uh, that came from Greg Bedard at the Herald, and I was like, why? Why when the thought process is you can the the Falcons may take a two for Calvin Ridley, who needs a change of cin- scenery. He is clearly a one. Where Robbie Anderson. Missed 52% 52 of the passes thrown to him last year, even though he had another receiver on the team, catch 58% of his passes thrown by the same quarterback and was like top 15 in receptions. Robbie Anderson is not a one. We talked about Tom Brady. Is he starting to morph into the Aaron Rodgers attitude and like stay the high road? The Celtics look so good that Jason Tatum may be All-NBA first team this year as a forward because of his performance yesterday and because KD has been injured. And, of course, the Kyrie Irving unblocking. I don't know about you, but I feel my third eye-opening as Kyrie will miss several other games. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening late night. At KJ Carson on Twitter. At WEEI. Thank you so much for following and hanging out. Greg Hill show tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., Have a good one. See ya.
0: Mike Milbury on the Greg Hill Show. Chatting Bruins. How did it come to this?
3: I mean, I understand that Dabrowski wanted to play a bigger role.
0: Something must have gone on here that has pissed him off enough to want to leave without any question.
3: Then I mean, he's come back to be placed on the first line. I mean, things are in pretty good shape for him right here, right now. But somewhere along the line, something must have happened.
1: Miss Mike Milbury on The Greg Hill Show? Listen to it on
0: demand, anywhere, anytime. Download the Odyssey app and take Boston
1: sports with you everywhere you go. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England sports original
4: this year try something new and exciting pottery classes for thousands of years humanity has used pottery as something both functional and decorative and now it's your turn slap some clay down and get your hands dirty with pottery if pottery doesn't strike your fancy try an improv class at improv asylum not sure what improv is um we ran out of time talking about pottery so check out the show and see it in action Get tickets for shows and register for classes at improvasylum.com. That's improvasylum.com.
1: Hi, I'm Ray Pasquale, CEO of Unified Office. Whatever business you're in, when potential clients, patients, or customers call, that phone experience can mean a difference between a long-term relationship or a lost opportunity. At Unified Office, we reinvented business communications so that it goes to work for you. Find out how? Call us today at 877 589 3700 or visit unifiedoffice.com. Check out unifiedoffice.com or call 877-589-3700.
2: Pros need pros and Northeast Electrical is here to help. Whether you visit one of their 30 convenient New England locations or go to neatco.com, Northeast Electrical is proud to offer their solutions for your success. Northeast Electrical,
4: where pros need pros. With our teachers and the entire school supporting
0: us every step of the way, we're ready to succeed ready to turn good work into great work, take on more complex challenges, express our creativity in new ways, and dream even bigger than
4: before. This school year is full of amazing opportunities and... Learn more at mass.gov slash backtoschool. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secretariat, please.
1: On June 5th, the buzz is back at Gillette Stadium. Shave your head in honor and support of kids fighting cancer at the One Mission Buzz-Off. The passion and energy will be electric. This will be a head-shaving party you don't want to miss. Join the One Mission Buzz-Off today. Money raised will bring joy, hope, comfort, and support to the thousands of kids who will be diagnosed with cancer this year alone. Register to shave at BuzzForKids.org. That's BuzzForKids.org.
0: If you're thinking about buying a new truck or SUV, or if you're in a lease that ends in the next six months, you need to hear this. Due to the new vehicle shortage, when you're ready for your next ride, you may not be able to find the one you want. But at 495 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Lowell, you can get a new Ram or Jeep by placing a custom order now during the Jeep Celebration Event. Get the color and options you want, and don't pay for the features you don't want. Place your custom order now. At 495 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, visit 495jeep.com. The IRS finally caught up with Louie. I hadn't paid my taxes in eight years. I owed the IRS a lot of money. Louie was in deep trouble. We're going to take your house, put a lien on your bank account, uh, garnish your pay. They don't care. They're going to take your paycheck.
4: Louie found out about Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients.
3: Optima Tax, they help me.
0: They calm me down. They made me feel comfortable, and I trust them. Louie has a lot to be thankful for. I don't owe the IRS anymore, and I'm able to live... a. Comfortable life, a lot better life. It was because of Optima Tax.
4: For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Take it from Louie.
0: If you own an IRS, don't go it alone. Give Optima Tax a call. They can help you.
4: Call 800 749 4055. That's 800 749 4055. 800
0: 749 4055. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit
1: OptimaTaxRelief.com. Drowning in IRS debt? If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all. In some cases, maybe even reducing what you owe significantly. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Simply dial 800-509-7153. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back or have years of unfiled taxes,